Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Hello and welcome. This is Denise Michaels and I am here with Jim Stavis as well as Brianna Doby, and today is Monday, September 12, 2016. Welcome, the two of you. Hello. Hi there. Hi. Hi. Anyway, well, I am uh, pleased to have you here. Thank you for making time in your your busy schedule for these calls. Um, Brianna, as I mentioned uh, in the text message, I did receive Marooned in Madison, and I've you know, read through it a couple times, and I think you did a really, really nice job. Um, um, I know Jim told me he received the, the chapter to understand the problem. Um, did you receive that also, Brianna? I did, and I read it too, Denise. Thank you. Okay. So I want to give you guys a little caveat before you give me your comments. I sent it to you last night. It wasn't. I wasn't a hundred quite ready to send it to you, but I, I sent it to you last night because this morning I had to be up at 5.30, out the door by 6.30, and I knew I wouldn't get home again until 5.30 again um, in the afternoon, and I thought, well, it's not 100% ready, but um, at least if I send it to them, they can look at it, and they know, like, okay, here's the direction I see this going. So at any rate, um, with that... Jim, you said you wanted to talk about it when we got on the call, so yeah. I'm all ears. Okay. Well, let me let me let me preface it by saying it's very well written, and you know you did a you, you, as you always do a very good job. My concern really is that it really doesn't. It's not something that I would write. It's kind of not in my own words, um, and okay. and part of oh. it. Part, part, I mean, you asked the question last week when when Brianna took her first crack, and you said, "Is that something that you would that sounds like you?" Yeah, and I said, "No, not, writing, not really." Writing and, on and I, writing in the dark on the sofa, you know. So and, and so, and so it, doesn't, part, it doesn't sound and feel like you. Is that what you're saying? Yes, and and part of okay. the problem, okay. honest, honestly, part of the problem. And, and Brianna knows this about me, is I'm not that much of a self-promoter. I don't really, like, come out and tell you what, you know, what I'm going to do for you and how I'm going to change you. And and so it's a, it's a little awkward for me to, to read um, a, a piece that me, me telling the, re- the reader how they're going to feel and um going on this journey with them so so let me just tell you but before i a thought that i had and i and i ran this okay. by brianna is that what if instead of doing it the way like this being chapter 2 what if we had um a forward which was could be written by you could be written by somebody else which would be expressing pretty much the, the same idea, telling the reader what they're going to experience with this book. And instead of doing it like chapter two, the book, you know, our book would just go from chapter one, from Ruin Woods to, cha- to what, what is now chapter three. And my thought is, I- is that, my thought is that if the reader is considering the book, there's a better chance that they're going to read the forward than there would be that they would get to chapter two, because if they've got to chapter two, they probably already have the book. So, so if the idea is to kind of relate it to the reader so that they're trying to figure out what's in it for me, to me, it would be, 
it would be better placed in a forward before you read the before you start than after chapter one. Okay. All right. So Brianna, um do do you feel like you kind of said what you, your thoughts on that? I'm gonna, you know, come back and give you my thoughts and we'll find a way to, to meet at some point in time. Um, Brianna, what were your thoughts when you read through um, chapter two that I sent last night? Yes, I thought it was um, very, like Jim, I thought it was very, very well written. And I thought um, that Jim might be, that that sounded farther from Jim, um, what I know Jim is comfortable with talking to, just from speech writing, um, kind of where he how far he likes to extend into the um, into the viewers kind of world. I know that that went far into their world for him. Okay. So when you say it went far into their world, can you tell me a little bit more about what you mean by that? Um, that it was, it was, um, Jim likes to have, I, I think of Jim's speeches that he, he likes to feel like he's talking to a friend in a coffee shop a little bit more. Yeah. Um, sure. and he, but it's, it's, um, it's not as much, he's not comfortable kind of playing to his audience more. He wants to kind of just like, kind of have like a mentoring moment with them, um, more so than, uh, okay. the kind of more rhetorical flourish of some of the stuff that maybe I would do, um, in my speeches. Right, Jim? You've seen me speak, Jim. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's how the two of you connected is she was giving a speech and Jim, you, you went up to her afterwards and that's where the connection started. It sounds like that's what you told me in the past. So let me share some thoughts about why I did what I did. And then, you know, Jim, in the final analysis, it's your book. And I've said this all along and I will continue to say this. So you get to have it the way you want. Okay. Um, yes. Number one, a foreword is usually written by somebody else. And if you can find somebody who's a well-known book author, those are usually uh, really good people to, to do. I mean, I've seen books where the name of the person who writes the foreword is bigger on the cover than the author because the forward writer is more well-known. However, if you don't know a lot of, you know, like this Pima Chodron I quoted in the middle of the chapter, um, you know, if you knew somebody like that, that would be an awesome person to write a foreword for your book. And typically the foreword is sort of like a recommendation of you as the person presenting it, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. So is that kind of what you were thinking a forward is? Well, I think that I feel more comfortable, honestly, if, even if it was you, because I think, you know, you've written, you've been published. You are, yeah. you know, I, I, no, I realize that. You're right. I have been published. Yeah, so it's not so, as, I, I, I realize you don't have the name recognition, but that that's okay. I mean, if, if you were to write a forward that, was more along the lines of what you said, I think I would feel more comfortable with that than if it was okay. coming from me. And, okay. and, I think so, sec- and I think secondly, if I was speaking um, and I had this book was like part of the platform from which I'm speaking, I might feel a little awkward like, wow, that, that's, that's the, the speaker is not necessarily consistent with that. Sure, sure. And and that's not not what I want at all, okay? However, I'm going to share a thought with you, okay? One of the conversations that um, Jim and I had, and I think this was one of the days when you had something something else going on, Brianna, is um, part of what I was trying to do is kind of widen the demographic. All right. So I wanted to go beyond the medical thing to the person just looking for motivation. Because one of the things that you've said you want, Jim, is you wanted, you know, to see, you know, what's the possibility of like corporate kinds of audiences there, which means we got to kind of speak to that 
crowd, you know? Yeah. Um, well, so I couldn't do it too deep because then it would really feel out of sync with the rest of the book. But to a small degree, I tried to call out to a sort of a more general motivation thing, okay? This chapter on the problem is an opportunity to let the reader say, wow, he really gets me, you know, which, um, um, Brianna, you captured that in a way with by saying, you know, I know you, like, I don't know you, but I get you kind of thing, you know, but we want to tell them, but we also want to find a way to kind of show them also, and part of this journey is about stretching because if you want to go beyond marketing the book and getting speaking engagements and stuff, there is a point at which there's some edifying yourself that needs to happen, you know. Now, if, Jim, you tell me, sorry, Denise, I get what you're saying, but no, you know, it's like my livelihood isn't dependent on this. No, I I need I needed to be a hundred percent true to myself. Then okay, we'll we'll switch it around. Um, but it's not unusual but, when I get to this chapter that my author client will say, you know, wow, you're really kind of pumping me up there, you know, right? And they're maybe a little bit uncomfortable with that, but at the same time that being benefit-driven also drives speaking engagements, speakers' bureaus, and some of those things. Yeah, I thought, I, I, knew, that that, I, knew, I, I knew that that would be your argument because I, <laughs> I <laughs> well, because I, because I agree that you, part of your role is to try and expand our audience. So I can get, you, well, and get you to stretch a little, a little bit too. But I mean, if you know, Jim, I, I said it in the agreement, and I'll say it every time we talk on the phone. It's got to be the at the end of the day. Even though I'm going to encourage you to stretch a little bit, it's got to feel like you. And if it completely doesn't feel like you, then I either make significant changes to it and put more edifying stuff in a forward. And if you want me to write the forward, I will. Um, you know. But that's that was my thinking anyway. Well, and some some of it I thought was really really good. I mean, I, I I'm not trying to throw out the baby with the bathwater. I mean, it was it was you know there was a a part of it that I really liked. It's it's just I felt like I was um, selling myself, and I'm not one that really likes to self promote that way. I almost and this would is rather, where you do have to sell yourself, you know. So anyway, right. but but you know, like you said, if it makes you uncomfortable, you know, maybe what we could do is um, is um, and Jim, just be really really clear. I mean, for me to be a professional, I can't take any of this personally, and I don't. Okay, so just know that. All right. Uh, right up front and you know it happens with every book there's going to be something I'm going to do that just doesn't land perfectly you know I'm human <laughs> right but no I know but I know I think what might be worthwhile since you're in the car right now might be to like whenever we meet next is to set aside may you know like if we're meeting this Friday or next Friday or whatever is to set aside a little bit of time to go through it, and maybe you could tell me this makes me uncomfortable. This I'm okay with. Yeah, I thought you know? of that. I thought I, I had said that that's prop because I, I did the same thing to Brianna when she wrote it. At first, I said, "No, it's not me," and then I thought, "Well, okay, I'll go through it and try and pick out the parts that I like." You. <laughs> right. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. So is, is that acceptable that we'll just kind of like yeah, I just, hold on I, but for I, the next I, few days? I don't, I, don't know, I don't know if I understand the logic of putting it in Chapter 2, though. That's, that's, I, that's the part okay. I struggle with. It seems almost All like... All right. So let me talk with you about the logic of putting it in Chapter 2, okay? The majority of books in this country, nobody reads past page 42, all right? 
So you have to give them some really strong benefit-driven reasons to keep reading. I see. All right? Right? So chapter one, we needed to hit them right between the eyeballs, and Bruin Woods was perfect for that. Okay? Right. Then chapter two, let's load it up with benefits. All right? So they go, oh, my gosh, there's no way I can put this down. I have to find out more. All right? That's why I put it there. And then, you know, chapter three is the diagnosis. So we're kind of diving back into your story, you know. But as we continue, you know, like obviously we're going to talk about Marooned and Madison today, and I'm going to ask you some questions about that and everything. You know, what we have to do is we have to satisfy those benefits we say we're going to give them, you know, which some of those you might be like, Denise, I don't know what you're talking about as far as I'm going to help you do a, B, and yes. C, but you know yes. what? I really think I've done enough of this, and I'm really good at pulling stuff out of people that I'm very confident that we will come up with the stuff to satisfy, you know, how you handle A, B, and C, all right? Just because that's what I do, <laughs> you know? Okay. So, anyway, I don't know how you feel about that, but, you know, well, that's... I, that's I, I, I do I, I do defer to the fact that you've done this before, and I never have. So I do, mm-hmm. you know, I, I accept that because, you know, you, you have done this before. It's just, uh, and maybe maybe my problem is I need to go through it and, like, I need to edit it and make it so that it sounds like it's really coming from my my voice rather than just me reading somebody else's voice. That might be part of it. I mean, when I when I read what Brianna has done and then what you do after Brianna, I feel like I am the structure that everything's been built upon. And in well, this your instance, book. I, well, I know, but in this, in this instance, I don't feel that way. I kind of feel like I'm okay. reading somebody what somebody else wrote. So yeah, and that's maybe, maybe, maybe and, that's part know, of my problem. Yeah, and it's funny because what I did is I took what Brianna had. And then I looked at our conversation, like all the notes that I, I that I took in our last conversation, which I just kind of like added to the table of contents and I sent it to you. I don't know if you just saved yeah. it or, you yeah, know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, what I did is I took all of those things that were in those notes and I and I found ways to kind of strategically add them into the chapter, you know. And and that's what really guided my writing through, you know, the whole thing with with this particular chapter is just taking what you had said and finding ways. Now, maybe I stretched it beyond what you said. You might feel that, you know, so that I was able to take, you know, something that was a phrase and turn it into three sentences or something. But, um, you know, but a lot of it, a lot of it came from you. So... I I caught that and and you 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 did a very nice job of putting Pina Shogren in there and my daughter Jessica's story on the mountain was there which was very well done and you know I I I was you know very aware of the part that came from me I I was probably a little a little harder when um when it was on the hard sell part but I I I I'm willing to to accept the fact that um, we we don't have to scrap chapter two. I just would like. No, no, I understand. I understand. So why don't you do this? I mean, I I think you had said we were going to get back on track with Friday. So I'm not sure if that meant this Friday or a week from Friday. But whenever it is, why don't we do this? Uh, Between now and then, what you could do is maybe highlight everything that doesn't feel like you. And maybe we could would, go through that. You, 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 would, you, would ra- you would rather me highlight the the, net, the the stuff I don't want versus the stuff that I do want. Is that right? Uh, which, which would be more highlighting? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll bring two highlighters, one, one for the stuff that I like and one for the stuff that I have to use. And I'll try and tell you why I have a problem with the, the stuff that I don't okay. like. Okay, that's fair. Uh, that's fair. And and I'm I'm really far ahead of you guys. I even said 
another one to Rihanna today. So I'm like probably three chapters ahead of you guys. So I have time to do this. Uh, okay, good. Good, good. Well, I know Brianna's been typing her little buttons off out there in Colorado. So anyway, yeah, thank well, goodness for that, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> no, I know. And, 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 and I think in some regards, the part that you guys do might be harder than the part that I do, but because I'm just kind of telling a story, you're you're having to make it. We're embellishing, yeah. Yeah. Um, Brianna, let me let me ask you this: When you read through what I sent last night, chapter two, did you go, "Oh, this doesn't sound like Jim"? <laughs> you know, did you feel that same way? I thought, um, I thought that it would be hard for him to match up with how he talks in his head to his reader. Like See, that's, the conver- that's the thing, because you know him so well, you know how he talks in his head. You know what I mean? <laughs> no but, but look, Tim, if you want me to write a foreword and we're going to change this chapter, you know, we absolutely will. We'll, we'll. we'll make it work. But I think that's a good place to start since you're in the car and you can't look at your – you know, your laptop screen right now to go through with the highlighters and and then we can go over that in our next meeting. So that way I'll have more clarity on what to dump and what to expand on and stuff like that. Does that sound okay? Okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. And and I'm not I'm I'm not opposed to you writing a forward too, because that might be a nice way of that that might be a good solution where both you know, you're writing chapter two and you're writing forward might be an effective way to accomplish this, you know, at the same, and, and, you, know, you know, kind of a compromise. I'm, of sort. I'm open to that. If you want me to do that, I'm open to doing that for you. So don't, you know, I mean, you don't have to twist my arm on that, okay? So yeah. anyway, that's, that's not a big deal. Okay, how did I – oh, there it is. All right. All right. So um, can we move on to Marooned in Madison, or is there anything more we need to say on this? Okay. No, no, we're we're good. Good. Okay. So Marooned in Madison came to me from Brianna over the weekend, which I thank you very much for. And I think Brianna did a very nice job. Um, Um. Jim, I'm assuming you read through it as well. Tell me yeah, what you I, thought. Yeah, I, I, I liked it a lot, and I thought that Brianna was trying. Well, first of all, I thought she she captured the desperation that I was feeling while I was in Madison. I thought she did a very effective job of conveying that, and um, I told her it was hard for me to relive that story. Reading, mm. reading it made me go back to a place that was not a very happy time. But um, but that said, I thought that she also tried to um, kind of jump into what you have done, which is towards the end of the chapter, trying to bring a message home, which is, you know, I think that this was, she's trying to kind of do what you've been doing, which is to um, convey a message out, outside of the story. Right, it's drawing the reader in, and I think right. Brianna, you you know, you're really starting to get it as far as that goes. Um, I'm trying, Denise. And, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, and, and let me ask you this, because you're 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 definitely an integral part of this process. How did that feel to you to do that? I felt good because um, I've been trying to pay attention to. I listened to the talk show, and I. Um, tried to tried to put myself in that place to um what's in it for me um i think the thing i was wondering about as i was writing it was how since that's part of jim's endure hope prevail his old speech i was thinking does he want that speech to be pushed as forward there um because i like that speech but i'm the one who helped him write it so i'm biased Well, I'll tell you what, after you got off the call last week, you had to jump off a few minutes early. Um, Jim and I were saying we think it's a good possible title for the book. Okay. Okay. Um, So that's 
that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. So um, how do you how do you feel about that? Um, me or Jim, Denise? Well, I'll you ask can, you first. You, 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 can, you can you can start. Yeah, you can start. Um, I like I really like Endure Hope Prevail um a lot because I I think I've heard Jim Jim's given versions of it. Um, you've given Endure Hope Prevail more than once now, Jim, and I think it. Yeah. Uh, I think they are three beautiful words. Um, Denise, when we were writing it, we thought a lot about Faulkner's Nobel Prize, William Faulkner's Nobel Prize acceptance speech. He talked about this commonality that we persevere, that humanity kind of perseveres and endures. Um, and uh, yeah, I, th- I just think I think they're three beautiful words, and I think that Jim's journey embodies those three words. I, you know, I also think it's the journey of the reader. First, they have to endure. Then they have to have hope, which which is expressed well in chapter um, marooned in Madison. Um, and then they prevail, you know. Yeah. So I also thought it really kind of describes the process. Yes, it's very meta. I agree. And I think for me personally, knowing Jim for as long as I have, um, I those are the things that he has taught me as a mentor that I feel like I carry deepest with me. Um, Those are the things that, and, you know, sorry if I'm embarrassing you, Jim. I apologize. (laughs) He is embarrassed right now. He's really embarrassed. He doesn't like it when that goes there. But that's what what I feel like I've learned in in even my family and I have learned from Jim and from knowing him. So so Jim has kind of served as, as, as in a bit of a mentor role to you at times. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And what would you say, now Jim, I just want you to like take this in, even if your cheeks are getting flushed or anything, I want you to take this in. Okay. What would you say has been the benefits of that mentoring to you over the time you two have known each other? Um, you're, ask, Jim, you're asking Brianna, right? I'm asking Brianna. <laughs> just listen, okay. and even though you get flushed, I want you to take it in. He's going to hate this. Um, Jim has helped me... Um, has saved my business on more than one occasion, whether he knows it or not, through helping me when, you know, people wanted to kind of jump in with me or was I going to expand or what was I going to do or I had a problem um, client. Uh, Jim was the one that I could call and he was the steady rudder and um, he he listened to me. He validated that I was concerned. He never made me feel foolish for being worried or scared about something. And he, uh, even though I'm just this tiny business and he runs this big steel company, he listened to me and cared. And mm-hmm. when he gives advice, he doesn't make you feel stupid. He makes you feel like you can do it. And um, And if you don't take his advice and you come back to him later, he's gentle and he's still there and he understands that you're allowed to walk a different path. Um, but he, he just wants to, he wants to see you get down the mountain and look back up. Okay. So Jim, how does it feel hearing those things? Um, well, it feels very, it's very nice. Um, what I was going to say to you. Well, I'll, I'll hear a butt in there somewhere. <laughs> no, 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 no. What I was, what I was going to say to you. This almost relates back to the first part of our conversation about the yeah, speaking. Yeah. Speak, well, speak, speaking to the person, the people that have adversity, is that I'm much more comfortable talking to people about business adversity than I would be if you came to me and you said. You know, I'm having a marital problem, and my spouse and I are, you know, having issues about with. Up or something. Yeah, that to me is an area that I don't feel strong in my abilities to reconcile. You know, there there are certain areas that I feel very strong in, 
and health and probably business are two of them. But I mm-hmm. like I was I was once confronted when I went and spoke to a cancer group, and somebody said, you know, my my spouse or whatever it was has um, lymphoma. Da 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 da. Is given it has so much time to live. What would you advise me? And I was really it was that was a hard one for me because I don't I I I I couldn't really advise. There wasn't a lot of hope. So it was a that was a tough one. So so that's why when you talk like you do with a broad brush, like you can kind of help anybody that's going through any adversity. I struggle with that because in my, in some instances I don't feel like I have the expertise. So and that- and you know what, Jim, part of creating a niche is in serving people in the way that you know you can serve people and you feel confident in serving them, you know? Right. And what you're seeing right here is where you feel confident serving people is when it comes to health issues and possibly when it comes to business issues, which, by the way, I had a thought last night, and I thought, I wonder if we should have a conversation or, or excuse me, a chapter about, what it's like to keep running a business when you're going through all of this. But, you know, I just want to get that out there. So, no, no, I so think it doesn't that's very, like fly out of my brain, you know, right? Absolutely. But it, it sounds to me like the discomfort that you're feeling when Brianna, somebody who knows you well, right, and you know her well, the discomfort you're you're feeling in hearing those words there. Would you say it's similar to the discomfort you felt as you were reading chapter two? Not so much because I, when when we talked about these things, which we you know we've we've had discussions about some of Brianna's um, expansion thoughts and people that she's encountered and she's wanted my advice. I feel very comfortable talking to her about that because. Those are the kinds of things that I deal with in my own business. So it's it's kind of it's more in my sweet spot. So I'm right. not, you know, I feel very comfortable in that realm. It's it's when I get when I try and take on the concept of adversity as a general concept that you know in some instances I'm really good and in others perhaps not. So I. Do you feel like I, I sort of like widened Jim's you did. You ability absolutely did. beyond you did. what you're comfortable with? Okay. Okay. Yes. You know what? Because if I, if I did that, that's not good at all. All right? Because I really believe in niching. You know, your niche will make you rich. And if you feel that your niche, you know, like I was thinking of, um, not only the person with the medical issue, because we spent a lot of time discussing that, but I was also thinking of the salesperson who's not making his quota, the business owner yeah. who's having struggles in their business. I, I really, I don't know, did I say anything about like a marital issue maybe? Or yeah, you I'll did. Have to you, go did. Over. You, you did, I, and you okay. also talked about if you're having problems with uh, aging, um, you know, like a, parent or whatever. And because I thought that, of that in terms of caretaker yeah. issues. No, you and, know, because I thought caretakers is part of your niche. I don't, I, and I'm not trying to say that people that have problems aren't going to look at my story and say, you know, I can learn a little bit from this because of A, B, and C. I'm sure that some of that resonates, but I just don't know that that's my market. I, I would love okay. to go after the biz, the business market. I feel really strongly, and so, I think yeah, your, so idea, your, your, idea is, your idea is good that it probably would be good for us to get it out there so that you don't have to wait till Chapter 8 or 9 before right. I start to yeah. venture into business issues because that by then they're either they're either lost or – or not found, you know? Right. So, so maybe what so that, we need to do when we talk about chapter, uh, you know, the, the problem, I think I, it's chapter two as of right now, um, is 
get rid of the stuff that feels like it's totally outside your ability to help people and maybe strengthen the business piece a little bit more. I would agree with that. How about you, Brianna? Yes, I agree. Yeah, I mean, it, that would, that, I would feel much stronger about that because I can speak to that. I, I mean, I, okay. I feel very maybe I, need, str- maybe I need to ask you a few more questions about that. So we will, we, we'll, you know, we'll um, budget some time, you know, like maybe we can budget half of our time next time to, A, go over the stuff that you've highlighted one way or the other, but also talk a little bit about, you know, business motivation and handling business issues. Because I know in one of our first uh, conversations, Jim, you said, you know, maybe I ought to do a book on what it's like to lose a business partner after, you know, however 20 years or however right. many years it was you had been in business. So, you know, right. I mean, I, I've known, I mean, your business partner passed away, and I guess it was pretty suddenly that happened, yeah. you know. But but I've known people where just the partnership just plain didn't work out, and I mean it was like the most horrible divorce ever, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, so I know that there's there's issues in that. Okay, so we're going to budget time for that. We're not scrapping chapter two, but we're going to rein it in a little bit, Bubba, to um, to make sure that we're not we're not saying you're the master of the universe and that you can fix all problems, the all-knowing Karnak. That's correct. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Remember Karnak from Johnny Carson? Yes. Well, and and, and 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 part of part of it is that I I pride myself on not over promising and then under delivering, and and that's kind of how I felt that Chapter Two was setting me up to fail. Because ah, yeah, if, no. if I oh, if I if I promise too much and then it doesn't deliver, then they're going to go. Well, what the hell is he talking about? He didn't do yeah, any of um, that. Right, right. Okay, I get it. I oh, there was something I wanted to say to you, Brianna, about marooned in. Um, you know, and there there's like little things I want to go in and shift. You know, small compared to, um, um, other things, but. Um, in Marooned in Madison. Are you at home where you can look at your computer screen? I met my client in Indiana, but, yeah, I got my computer right in front of me. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, if you go to page three of Marooned in Madison. Okay. Got it. Okay. So in the second paragraph, it starts with before calling Renee. Yes. And then in the third line, it says, we'll talk more about David later. David is the doctor. David is a doctor, right? Right. Okay. Right. Let me know when you find it, Brianna. I got it. Yeah, I've got it. Okay. Okay. So here's the thing. This is like a really picky little thing, but at any rate, I want you to know this because I have a feeling after doing all this stuff with me, you're going to write your own book within the next year after it, you know? All right? So, what? I'd be calling you, Denise. I never... (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. So it says, we'll talk more. Now, here's the thing. In a book, you don't talk. Like, there's no speech going on. Right? Right? So at any rate, you might say something like, we'll discuss more about David Mm. later, or I'll explain more about David later. Got it. You know, but we're not like talking. And then the other thing is, is is if you say something like, I hope you hear me. Well, they can't hear you. They're reading a book. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right, right. So, you know, just be aware of, you know, it's a dumb little thing. I will keep that in mind. Right, right. So, well, how, uh, how, so, so on, on those lines, how do you feel about when she speaks? Um, it's almost like she's off camera when she says, "In case you're wondering about, am I going to start talking about Jim being pregnant? We're not going right. there, or something, something like that." Which I thought was a very cute little, you I know, kind of like off. Nice. 
I thought it was yeah, like but, a nice but, sense of humor. But you she, know? but she was, yeah. It, but she was like talking to you. She was like taking you out of the story for a brief, for like a brief moment, pulling her head back behind the curtain and saying, "Okay, just so you know, we're not going into a story about me being pregnant," which I right. thought was very cute. But it was, you know, kind of taking you out of the story for a moment, you know, just like pulling the curtain see, back. I think that's very colloquial and warm, and you're speaking to the reader in a very kind of warm, friendly way, like you're sitting across from them at Starbucks having a cup of coffee or something. Okay. All right. I liked it, too. I just was curious what you thought. Yeah. No, I liked it. I liked it. You know, I do want to, um, you know, when I go through and do my thing, um, I do want to kind of draw in the reader earlier into it, you know. Um, so I'm going to, you know, I'm going to look for a way to do that, you know, and I'm going to look for other little picayune things like talk to and stuff like that. But um, I think you've done a fine job, Miss Brianna. So. Thanks, Denise. You're, you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. You deserve it. So anyway, so here you are at 7.43 p.m. and you're at a client? Holy cow. <laughs> no, it's eight, it's eight, I think it's 8.43 p.m., right? 9.43. I'm at Nine. Eastern time. <laughs> wow. It, it, you did what? Oh, you're in the Eastern time zone right a, now? Yeah, oh, Indiana. she's in Indiana, Indiana, which I think is uh, one of the few states that's like daylight savings time half, is different. Half, half central, yeah. half eastern time zone. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I liked it. I thought you did a really nice job kind of uh, describing not just the story, but also the feelings. You know, like I I, I want, you said I strove for normalcy. You know, I'm trying to be normal here, like a normal human being, you know. Um, What would be another example, Jim, of um, a time close to then when you felt like I'm not normal. What do you mean? You mean other than Madison? Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be as big and dramatic as Madison, but maybe just kind of day-to-day living where it's like you had to, I don't know, make adjustments or make whatever. To be I mean the rea- I mean, I mean, the, rea- the reality the reality is ever since I was seventeen, my entire life was adjusting uh, adjusting my normal because norm normal never was the same once i and when I got diagnosed and had to make all of these life changes, so I never really you know I had to adapt along the way, but then I had these seminal events that seemed to occur that, you know, kind of shook my reality and made me realize that, oh, my God, I better do this or I'm going to die. You know, that that's, that's my normal was never really normal. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't right. like everybody, right. it wasn't like everybody else. Well, were there I, things I mean, that you had to, were there things that you had to adjust and do differently, say, in your business from the ordinary person? Um, that's an interesting question. I would say that I was very fortunate to have a partner because the partner was able to kind of fill the gap for me for the fact that I, you know, I, I had some large gaps of time where I couldn't be there because of transplants and, and, um, you know, dialysis. I mean, these were, these were major um, life events. And during all of that, I had to continue to, or, or I continued to have a business. So I was in many ways, the business was a, um, a way, a distraction for me to get away from my health and and perhaps health was a way for me to get away from the business. You know what I mean? I mean, it kind of like yeah. served me on both, on both ways. So, um, and also all the while, the, the constant for me was having a business. 
and and that was still a big priority in my life throughout. I mean, it was hard. It was kind of weird. While major events are going on in my life, I'm writing a newsletter in the hospital. I'm, you know, asking my salespeople to collect money from an account who owes us money. I mean, it's it's craziness that I continued to keep the the business still in the forefront of my mind, even though I had all of this life stuff going on at the same time. So, I mean, you'd think, you'd think that you'd say, oh, the hell with it. Does it really matter? I mean, you know, my health is more important than the business, but, you know, I, I still believe that the business was very important, that I owed, that there were a lot of people that were depending on me. Um, my partner was depending on me. And so um, I still kept that as a, as a priority. Right. I have to say that in my, you know, like I had a lot of health challenges when I was a kid, and they they finally kind of like ironed themselves out when I, you know, became an adult. Thank goodness. Um, But um, I remember going through a divorce many, many years ago. I mean, I've been with Ernie for 19 years now. But um, at any rate, you know, in all the flotsam and jetsam and craziness of that, you know, and just nutso stuff going on it was like to go to work in the morning every single day you know and I was a straight commission salesperson so I could have I could have like chucked it a day here or there and you know it wouldn't have been noticed too much but the constancy of work was like a really positive thing in my life you right. know through all that, of that. that and I think that that's how it was for me as well I had a something that I could focus on other than my health. So, right. it, you know, it was a great diversion. It's really the word that I was looking for. Um, great diversion, and, yeah. And yet it was a motivator, you know. I mean, I was, I was very motivated to continue to keep the business going in spite of whatever hardships we might have encountered. That, that in itself became a big motivator for me to keep fighting. It seems to me that the big lesson in this particular chapter is about hope. You know, being hopeful rather than hopeless. Okay. That's that's a that's a continuing theme in my life. Right. <laughs> I mean that really that really is a continuing theme and throughout my life. It's it's I and I don't and I don't give up very easily you know i'm i'm very stubborn i'm very stubborn about giving up yeah that's that's tough to almost almost to a fault you know it's like there's times that i think why didn't i just give up but i just don't so yeah yeah so let me ask you this is um how would you sort of explain or encourage a business person who's feeling discouraged, they don't want to give up. They want to make sure they give it every possibility that they possibly can, but they're discouraged. How would you encourage them to remain hopeful in the face of challenges with their business? And I know that's a really general question, you know, because there's so many different possible challenges with the business. But what what would be things that you would say to that person to help them? Well, the first thing I say is you need to be honest about your circumstance. So you have to you have to assess um, what's real, you know. So it's um, it's very easy sometimes to kind of delude yourself into thinking that things are differently than they are. And so to me, the first thing you have to do is really be honest. And then you need, like all of the chapters in this book, is you have to find a way. You have to be creative. You have to think out of the box. And, you know, like don't don't just get grounded in the old way. You have to be willing to look at things differently, willing to – accept new ideas, new thoughts, new challenges, et cetera. And, and invariably, when you open the door, stuff happens, you know. I mean, 
your antenna has to be up looking for new opportunities, new ways to achieve things. And I think a lot of times, it, you know, that that creativeness kind of creates change. I mean, that's the reality is you have to create change. And so how do you do that? And, you know, because every, everything is changing all the every, Everything yeah. in your life is changing all the time. So how do you get in front of that process? You know, how, how can you help create change so that your, your life gets on a path of, you know, kind of good fortune rather than misfortune? So it sounds like what you're saying is so that you're at the, the front end driving the chain rather than like hanging on to the tail of a snake being like whiplashed around. Yeah, I, well, I, I've, I've often analogized that when you're in the middle of a problem, it's almost like you're in an oil slick and you, you sit there and you, you cover up an area over here and then all of a sudden you got an area over there and then you get in, then you get that area covered and something else, you know, is leaking over there. And and the reality is that that is what you do. I mean, you do the best you can do to try and, you know, address the needs as they occur. All the while, you've got some goal in mind, you know, that's kind of like a big picture goal that at some point you're going to get through this. And, you know, you, you can... Um, you can get absorbed by the oil slick and let it overwhelm you, or you can try and get in front of it. Okay. The other analogy you can use are, are like fires. You, you, you First you start, you put out the big fires, and then afterwards you start to worry about the little fires. But you've got to, you know, you've got to put your, uh, you've got to be a firefighter in the middle of problems. And a lot of people do that much better than others. I mean, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that everybody is, you know, the head fireman. But, you know, if, if you're going to be in charge of your life and your destiny, you've got to be willing to step up and do it. Okay, I want to find a way to kind of incorporate that more business idea into it. You know what? I think what I, 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 would, I would fully I would fully endorse that. Okay, cool. And then when we meet again, uh, whenever we figure that out, um, we will um, find ways to kind of shift chapter two that direction and take out the stuff. You know. I apologize. I was under the impression that caretakers were kind of part of your target market, but now it sounds like not so much. And I think I can make that. I mean, that's that's a pretty easy change. That's probably only a few sentences. But if it's sticking out like a sore thumb and making you feel uncomfortable, then you, we don't want it to stick out like a sore thumb because, you know, we can much more readily – replace it with something that you are more comfortable with, like, you know, going this direction about solving business challenges. And so you also, uh, let me look over your outline just to make sure that's not something. There we go. So Tables. Denise, I, I think when we talked about caregivers early on, I think we were thinking it would be more of a transplanty or that that would be a heavier right. medical book. And I right. think that right. – um, I think that Jim is very much looking forward to and enjoys this direction where it's not the donate right. life community. It's cool. Right. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Um, okay. So we'll need to find a space to put, oh, we've got chapter 11. It says business adversity, loss of a partner. And then underneath that, I just have Paragon Steel, Doug Carpenter, Meaning and Perspective and Aftermath. So we we do have one chapter in there about yeah, business adversity. I, I, think, I, I, think it, I think it would be better if we had a chapter earlier on so that that becomes more of a market, an audience for the story. I'm 100% so with you, Jim. I'm 100% yeah. with you. So, okay. You, so you don't want to wait until chapter 11. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I agree 100%. So, okay. All right. Um, when did Madison happen? Marooned in Madison? 2004. November okay. of 2004. Okay. All right. All right. So we went from um, Bruin Woods, I think you said was like 95 approximately? Um, 90. There was that other chapter that we didn't, we didn't have Brianna work on yet, which really preceded um, Marooned, which was the What Do I Do Now ch chapter, which kind of covers the period in between Bruin Woods and Madison, which was what right. was I yeah, doing? I you know. I have it labeled as getting what you need the next Thursday after Bruin Woods. Okay. Is that is that what you're talking about? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So I can do that, that one this that, week. That that should be the one that Brianna should be working on next. Yes. Would be my right, thought. Right. Yeah, that's that's what I assumed. That's what I assumed. So what I'm thinking is what if in between getting what you need and marooned in Madison, what if we put a chapter in there and I'm just, we'll, I, just for the moment, we'll just call it business. That's fine. I like that. Okay. Yeah, because you need to kind of set that table as well. Right. <clears throat> okay, so I'm going to call that five. That would be chapter five here, and we're going to call that business for lack of a better phrase, and then I'll renumber the rest, and then I'll send you the new version of the table, just like I have done, you know, every other time is send you a new version of the table of contents. So, so, okay. so, so what did you think about, you know, that what I sent you about? Um, <laughs> Dirty Harry? Dirty Harry, yeah. What, did you, what, what were your thoughts about that um, little thought, thought process? Because that, that's I have important. Go ahead. Yeah, it is important. And Ernie is a big Dirty Harry fan, you know. It's like a big, big Clint Eastwood fan. And I have to tell you that, you know, you met Ernie briefly, right? And um, I have to tell you that if I rewatch Sleepless in Seattle, he'll go, you're watching this movie again? You know, but if he's watching Dirty Harry or Clint Eastwood again, I'll go, you're watching this again? And he'll go, well, yeah, but it's Clint Eastwood. That's <laughs> funny. So we do the same thing. Um, it, it, I, I totally agree with you. It's important. I haven't decided yet where I think we should put it, but I definitely agree with you it's important. Because I think it's important for my frame of mind that was part of the you know, kind of the um, laying the groundwork for how I kind of got to be the way that I am, but I don't know right. where it belongs. That's kind of where right. that's where I was. Right. All right. Right. I will. So, I will figure it out. And um, you know, it's like I have every time I talk to you, it's like I have a better, I have a greater understanding of who you are as a person. And just a little five minutes we spent today talking about the business aspect, you know, that tells me a lot about you as a person. And so, you know, maybe it belongs in the business chapter. We'll see. We'll see how that conversation goes. So. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So we're, now, were you thinking about scheduling our next meeting this Friday because you said we are going to get back on track with Friday? It's, or it's were that, you thinking? It's, 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 it's up to Brianna. Whether or not is Brianna, you're in the you're in the control seat here. <laughs> well, well thank I don't know. You both. I don't I don't know Brianna's schedule this week. I know that you know we're already at Monday. Whether or not Friday is too soon, I know we'd like to get back on a Friday path, but right. I don't know. Right. <clears throat> I don't know if you have the ability, Brianna, to tackle another chapter between now and then. Get it to Denise on Thursday. Yeah. How do you feel yeah. about that? I'm hearing a heavy sigh here. So. 
I'm facilitating well, she's, she's a also, retreat. She's also, she's also not in town, so I know that that's yeah. part well, of No, it. no, I understand. I understand. I'm just kind of leading into it, like, you know, the the many demands she has on her calendar, you know, so. Um, I could do Friday or Saturday. Saturday might keep me a little saner. Uh, I, Friday I really is possible. Yeah, yeah, it really would need to be a Friday. You know, okay. I, and Monday I'm like, you know, I, I, I generally, I will be, um, I typically will be working on the weekend, but I don't do client meetings on the weekend, you know, right. unless there's like absolutely no other time humanly possible. Right. I can do it. Let's get back to Fridays and then I'll have that weekend to write for the okay. next chapter. Okay. Yep. All right. So would um, 10 a.m. For me, which is 11 a.m. for Brianna, if you're in Colorado, assuming you're in Colorado. I'll be in Colorado. Yes, I'll be back in Colorado. Is that that's okay, fine. or would you rather do it? Is that okay? Okay. That's that's fine for me. Yes. Okay. Jim. Yes. David's book, and we'll put in there at 10 o'clock. Done. Save. Okay, good. And I think with this one, um, you know, this is like what happened after Bruin Woods. Um, uh, Brianna, would you say that Jim has given you a fair amount to to work with there? Because he said he was going to take kind of the first crack at that. Yes. Um, I think... I might In other call words, you not reinventing the wheel like you did with chapter two, you know. No. No, and I think Jim, if anything, I'll just call you and pick your brain a little bit if right. I just That's fine. if I need you. Yeah. So okay. so do do you want me, Denise, to try and write a business chapter? Would that be a good starting point for this chapter that we haven't figured out exactly where it's going to be yet? Um, well, I think that uh, number one, I want to make sure you go through chapter two with the highlighters. Okay, yes, I, I will do. And I, if you think you have the time between now and Friday to go through and write kind of a uh, a business chapter, then I say go for it. Well, let me see. I'm I'm uh, tomorrow. I'm going to work on the. Um, the highlighter. Wednesday, I'm in Tijuana for the day, <laughs> so wow. I wouldn't be okay. able I wouldn't be able to do it until like Thursday. So I I don't know for sure if I'd be able okay. to. But well, you know what? It, it, we, we can uh, we. You know what? Let's talk. do this. Why don't you hold off on that, and let's focus when we meet on Friday. Let's focus on the highlighter stuff on the chapter two about the problem. And then yes. why don't you let me just kind of interview you and kind of pull some things out of you. Okay. That'll kind of bring things up fresh in your mind to write about. Okay. How does that sound? That's fine. That'll that'll kind of make it, I think that'll make it easier for you. So. Okay. That's fine. Okay. All right. All right. So before I let everybody go here, um, Brianna, what did you learn from today's call? I learned... Um, about more about where Jim wants to go with business, and a little bit more about our reader. I think I think our my perception of the reader shifted a little bit. Okay, in a good, good. way. Good. It got clearer. Good, good. That's great, Jim. How about you? What did you learn today? I learned what Brianna thinks of me. <laughs> he hates it. He hates it so much. He is going to be. <laughs> this was way too I'm much paying, talking I'm about paying, with Jim. I'm, I'm, I'm paying her too much. Oh. <laughs> I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I I think that I learned. Um, <laughs> you know, to to you know, I think it's important. We had a very good discussion on how we want to expand the audience, but I don't want it to be a one one size fits all kind of thing. And I and I'm glad that I was able to communicate that because that was my concern with chapter two. 
Right. Yeah. Now that I understand, it's more about your niche and not so much about, oh my gosh, I can't say nice things about myself. I'm a lot more, I'm a lot more at ease with rolling with that, you know? Okay. Okay. Okay, yeah. good. Much better. You, know, right. you can't hide out. You can't hide out and promote yourself at the same time. You know. So. No, no. Anyway. I, I understand. I understand. I just don't. I just don't want to deceive. I don't want to overpromise, as I said. So. Yeah. Right. You're in I your place. It. You're in your good place, yeah. Jim. It's it's very important if if you're going to say you're really good at helping people with things that you feel comfortable. You're really good with helping them with those specific yeah. things. So, got it. Okay, we will meet Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, which is 11 a.m. for Brianna. Everybody enjoy their week. Drive safely. Have a good trip to TJ. And uh, I'll talk to you uh, Friday morning. All right. Very good. Thanks. Okay. All right. Take care. You too. Uh Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, I had some of the eggplant. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.